Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message with teaching pastor Daryl Feemster. Turn to Acts chapter 3 and I'll, I'll get there in a second. Second Chronicles 7, 13 and 14 says this, When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. What happens after repentance? Well, the first thing that I want you to understand is we're going to have to believe and trust God's promises to hear, to forgive, to heal. Also, you'll understand that when you step into what God's promises are, you find out that there's an inevitable battle with an enemy who wants to intimidate, manipulate, lie, cheat, and steal at trying to destroy your confidence and trust in God to get you to give up, cave in, and quit. So stand your ground. In fact, it says we can submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from us. We can place our lives under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, ready to obey and stand firm against every accusation, every lie, and every intimidation. But what's next? What happens after I believe and after I battle? Acts 3 verse 19. Peter is preaching and he says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Note the words, times of refreshing. Doesn't that sound good? Anybody up for a refreshing? After you repent and turn back to God, your sins are blotted out so that or in order that times of refreshing may come. After repentance, everything that has been in the way is removed that would keep you from the blessings and the plans and the purposes of God. Now the context of verse 19 that Peter is preaching a sermon. If you And I hope you'll read chapters 3 and 4 of Acts. But the context, Peter and John, Jesus has risen, the Pentecost has happened, and they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter and John are going up to the temple to pray. And a lame man, born lame, was begging there. Peter gets his attention. He says, look at us. And then he says... Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. So Peter takes him by the hand and he lifts him up immediately and completely healed. And the man enters the temple leaping and praising God. And all the people see it and they're greatly amazed. And then Peter preaches the gospel, the good news, the truth of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God to the people that are gathered in the temple. And the verse that I read to you, verse 19, is, was used as his invitation to the people of Israel to repent, 
turn to God. And they, their sins would be wiped out or erased and removed so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing would be the result of repentance and forgiveness. You see, when you repent, you get more than forgiveness. Scripture teaches that when we repent, we're not just forgiven, but that God responds. He has mercy on us. He forgives our sins, yes, but He works on behalf of His people according to His own plans and purposes. Over and over again, all through Scripture, you will find that God calls His people, they repent, and when they repent, God moves on their behalf and His purposes. Time and time again, as you read Scripture, you'll find the same thing. When people repent, times of refreshing return. Times of refreshing. Well, you know me, I'm a word guy. So I looked up the words, times of refreshing. Times is kairoi, kairoi. It means periods of time with the implication of being the right time for something to take place. An opportune time. A favorable time. Kairos, the root word of this word, refers to a fixed and definite time. The time when things are brought to a crisis. Or the time that is a decisive era that's been waited for. Or a strategic point in time. There's two words in Greek for time. Kairos and chronos. Chronos is the clock time. It's time of minutes and hours and days and weeks. It's times of calendar. Kairos is times or seasons of opportunity. God was saying that, Peter was saying that when we repent, that these times, that they're seasons of God's opportunity. It's not a time on a calendar, but a specific time or season of God's purpose. And the word is in plural. It's times. So that it's not just a single time, but times that are in the plan of God for His own wise, perfect purpose. And then the word refreshing. And I practice this. Listen to this. Anapsuxis. Anapsuxis. If I say it three times, they'll all be different. And I'm going to read you some words just, just offhand, and then I'll cover some other things. It's a recovery of breath. It means to be made cool again, to reanimate, to revive. It's a spiritual recuperation. It's a satisfying renewing. It's a, to, to, it means to cheer, to relieve, to revive, to recover with breath or air. It's a state of cheer and encouragement after a period of having been troubled. This word refreshing has five major implications or definitions. First of all, it's recovering one's breath after it's been interrupted. Have you ever had the breath knocked out of you? Do you know how good it feels to get that next breath? It's to recover by breath. Number two, it's a, a breathing time. It's a breathing time after some labor. In other words, it's time to just take a breath. After you've been doing, you're doing, you just back up and you take a breath. It's refreshing. 
Number three, it's a rest from trouble. A rest from trouble. You remember Jesus said in Matthew, All you weak and heavy laden, come unto me and I will give you rest. The word right there, rest, means not to sit down, but it means that you will be given. It's the root word of this same word. It, you will be refreshed right in the midst of your labor. You know, there's one type of work that you work and you're tired of it and you hate to go to it. There's another type of work that when you step into it, there's a refreshing and a life that comes on it. There's a rest from your labor. Not meaning to quit labor, but the, the rest is you discover the refreshing love and life of God in the midst of your labor. Number four, it means deliverance from evil. It's when the wind blows in again from God and delivers you from that which has kept you bound. And then number five, it's the satisfaction or pleasure generally occasioned by a change. We experienced this this week. Didn't you love the change of weather? Refreshing. It's amazing. Rain and cool. A new wind blew in this last week. And all of this, what a good word for 2020. A time of refreshing. If my people will humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear, I will forgive, I will heal with times of refreshing. God will breathe on us again. He will revive and reanimate us spiritually. He will cheer and relieve and revive and reset us in relationship to Himself and His purposes. This implies restoration as well as refreshment, both physical and spiritual. And listen, if this is all there was, I think that would be a good enough reason to repent. Just that times of refreshing would come. But it says these times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. There's another unique uh, Greek word here. When we think of presence, we think of uh, somebody being with us. But here's what it means. Prosopon, pros means toward, and ops means eye, or toward the area of the eye. Or, or literally, what the way it's translated usually in Scripture is face to face. It's a time of refreshing that comes from the face-to-face -face encounter with the Lord. When we repent, it's not just that we are going to be refreshed, but we're going to be restored to a face-to-face -face relationship, intimacy, and opportunity with the Lord. Webster says, it's a being in the company near or before the face of another or approach face-to-face. This word implies that this refreshing comes from restored intimacy and fellowship with the Lord. Now, Peter was speaking here to the individuals personally, but he was also speaking to the people as a nation, the Jews. When the Lord gave me this, I believe that God is it right now coming to us in America as individuals and as a nation. And here's what I want you to understand. You can't have 
national repentance apart from personal repentance. God is probably not going to give us 330 million people repenting. But He can start with me. How about you? Let me just say this out loud. Daniel, when he repented, he confessed his sins. He confessed the sins of his nation and he confessed the sins of his leaders. But I want you to understand something. He confessed them because he knew who the real leader was. He wasn't twisting God's arm. He was just owning up to what it was. And I find myself, instead of confessing our nation's sins, I get to be angry. I tend to be angry at them. I find myself wanting to judge instead of repent. Wanting to point fingers instead of humble myself and realize we're all in this together. I believe that we're right now in a strategic time, personally as well as nationally, if my people, it's going to start with the house of God, if my people, which are called by my name, God is giving us a kairos opportune moment, a time, a season to repent and return. He's promised He will hear, He will forgive, and that times of refreshing revival and restoration may come. Well, it's too late for... No, it's not too late because here's what I know. Psalms 51, 17 says, A broken and a contrite heart He will not despise. It doesn't take many. It just takes some. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I know that God will act because I know He is acting right now. And listen to me, there may be a rude awakening before there's a great awakening. For some reason this year, God has done something that is not normal for me. He has turned my attention, He's really called up attention to the Jewish feasts. The Feast of Passover, I was preaching to you during that time. And the same thing, I was preaching during the time of the Feast of Pentecost. And this Friday starting at sundown, is Rosh Hashanah. The Feast of Trumpets, where they blow the shofar and they call the people of Israel to awake, to follow the Lord. What if this week, starting Friday, God begins to wake up His people and strengthen and give faith again for what He wants to do in our day, in His times of refreshing. My prayer is, blow on America again, Lord. I don't, and here's the thing, because we have this American mentality. If times are refreshing coming, boy, it's fixing to get better. Everything's going to get good. Well, if you read chapters 3 and 4, you find out after 3 and everything was really looking good, the invitation had been given. Verse 1 through 3 of the next verse of the next chapter says people were mad. And they went in and they arrested them. Verse 3 says they were arrested. So much for refreshing, right? 
right in the middle of his invitation for the nation to turn to God, they're arrested. They're pulled off the scene. They're pulled into the room. And we would think, well, there went the revival. It didn't turn out the way we would expect it to turn out. I don't know what it's going to look like for God to move in our day. What it looked like in their day is they got arrested. Well, that's not good. Well, look at verse 4 of Acts 4. However, many of those who heard the Word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. 2,000 more men, just counting the men, came to repent and believe in Jesus. 3,000 at Pentecost. 2,000 more because of an invitation. And that repentance, here's my point, it always pays great dividends. Times of refreshing. Their arrest gave them another opportunity to testify of Jesus. Now they're on the inside. Literally, if you could see it this way, the government was going to arrest them, brought them in, and now they're testifying of Jesus. And standing beside them is a 40-year-old lame man who is now... Healed completely. He is born that way and now he's completely standing there whole before them and they can't deny it. God was doing something that couldn't be denied. And so they had to let them go. They threatened them and let them go. And when they got back to the, to the other believers... They were all in awe of God and they began to praise and to pray. And I want you to look at verse 40, 31 of chapter 4. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. I think that could be a good way of saying they were refreshed. They were refreshed. Lord, blow on us again. I don't know what it's going to look like. But I'm going to pray. And I'm just going to invite you to pray with me. You don't have to say it out loud. But I'm going to pray what Daniel prayed. In Daniel chapter 9, also read Daniel 9 and 10 if you want to know what repentance and and refreshing looks like. In Daniel chapter 9 verse 19 Daniel repents of his sin. He repents of his nation's sin. He repents of of all the things of our disobedience and all the things. And then he says this in verse 19, and this is my prayer. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. For your own sake, do not delay. O my God, for your people and your city bear your name. So, Lord, for your name's sake, hear, heal, listen and act. Holy Spirit, blow on your people again. Wind of heaven, come refresh your people and give us boldness to stand for you in our day. Lord, Let your kingdom come in power to America. For Jesus' sake, 
for Your people's sake, for Your name's sake in our world and in our lives. We pray in the name which is above every name, the powerful name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. Would you stand together with me? Megan's going to lead us in a song and we just invite you to respond. We'll have a ministry team here available. Listen, you can't wait for those people to repent. You can't wait for that, that congregation or that people to repent. Repentance doesn't start with anybody else but me. Lord, hear our cry. Heal our land. And let it begin with me. Thank you for listening to this week's message.